0: Hello and welcome to Last Week in Finance. Today is July 4th of 2021. Happy 4th of July everyone. So let's start with the numbers. We had a trifecta of new all-time highs in the three major indices. Dow Jones with an all-time high, Nasdaq all-time high and of course the S&P 500 all-time high. The S&P went up this week 1.67% for the week Of course on time high at 4352 points The DXY, the US Lower Index Actually flat for the week slightly up 43 basis points up Right now the DXY is at 92.21 Gold stagnated slightly up barely 33 basis points right now the ounce of gold close to the 1800 right now it's at $1,787. Silver moved uh, slightly big move 1.5% right now the ounce of silver it's at $26.60 Copper flat, flat for the week. Right now, the pound of copper is at four dollars and twenty-eight cents. Crude oil with a big move for the week, almost two percent. It's over seventy-five dollars per barrel of crude oil. Uh, a lot of, a lot of movement lately of the WTI, the West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil and it's barely... it's basically in autopilot to reaching the $80 threshold for crude oil barrel and it's very likely that we will see a $100 barrel of crude oil in the next, let's say, a few months, could be the next year so we'll see and of course we had a lot of movement on the 10-year Treasury bond went down more than 9% for the week of course that means that the bond is getting stronger right now the yield of the 10-year Treasury bond is at 1.437%. it's at 1.437 percent is getting stronger of course the market is getting stronger basically the market doesn't care if the if the is the bond the yield of the 10 year treasury bond moves a little bit remember last year it was below 1% or slightly up of 1% of the yield and they don't care they're just rolling with it and market keeps all time high all time high all time high although well more on that later, but it's not the same movement, this big parabolic movement that we should be seeing on on the on the market in general. More on that later. And with Bitcoin we had a movement of six point five percent. That's that's a slow week for Bitcoin. Right now Bitcoin price is over thirty-four thirty-four thousand Bitcoin right now, and Ether, Ether, with a huge move, almost 20% for the week, right now Ether is at $2,231, and major cryptocurrencies making movements, Dogecoin, which I don't know, I can say with a straight face is a major cryptocurrency, but according to their market cap, it is, also with a big move as well. Now with the news, jobless claim report this week was a three hundred and sixty-four thousand new jobless claim report. Is lower than the three hundred and ninety thousand that was expected according to Dow Dow Jones. And of course we had the non-farm non-farm jobs report for last month and it was at very uh, shy of a million new new jobs created in the economy. We're talking about 850,000 new jobs created in the economy. In the past month uh, actually is 150,000 over the estimation of 700 new new jobs that will be created from the economy. Although the unemployment rate dropped a little bit, uh, 30 basis points. It was a 5.6. The U3 unemployment rate right now is at 5.9. Remember. They discount a lot of people who are discouraged, who are looking for a job, maybe people who retire, and so on. Although, the U6 unemployment rate, remember, the U6 is the real unemployment rate. It's below the 10% that we had since the beginning of the pandemic. Right now, it's at 9.8%. So, when I see that number, I feel I slightly better regarding the U.S. economy so good for that. Ah, I'm gonna wanna talk a little bit further of the markets and the S&P 500 because if you're a trader and if you watch the if you watch the graph you know the candle charts of the candlesticks of the S&P 500 and other major indexes you will see that despite is in a bull market and is going up it looks stagnated it looks that the movement is very low there is little volume you see most of the movement on the FANG stocks and these big major tech companies and other big companies you know household names but in the rest of the market I'm talking small cap, mid caps and another other industries and other another sectors of the economy and these stocks are in a mud. I was listening a few days ago, you know, Micro Voices. I listen that podcast, very good podcast by the way, with Eric Towson and Patrick Saresna. I, I love Patrick Seresna's content. He's a trader, is a heck of a trader and basically, what he's saying is the the Fang stocks is actually what they're propping this rally, and the movement is nothing to be, you know, cheerful. And, and of course, uh, I look the charts all day, and of course, he's a trader; he does that as well. And but we say, we see, he sees, and agree with him that is very muddy the the movement from the rest of the market just these high cap stocks having the movement you know the usual issue, the issue suspects you know google amazon tesla you name it and the rest is in a mock basically so that what does that mean maybe there is sector rotations through other maybe to other parts of the economy it could be commodities or emerging markets or maybe crypto so i want to keep my eye on that Uh, we still have a risk on environment although the volume i'm seeing very low volume and i'm seeing very low volatility which should be good for the for the market for the next few months but I mean I sense that something big is gonna happen by the end of the year and maybe, maybe not a mayhem but see, but something very volatile I expect volatility by the end of the year, maybe November that my money eats on November some volatility is gonna strike the market of course now i want to talk about this this is out of the united states It's in venezuela you know the venezuelan government of course they have the highest inflation by far in the entire world they took six figures out of their currency you know a dollar a dollar in venezuela is worth 3.5 million venezuelan bolivars So they're taking those six figures, and right now, the Venezuelan Bolivar is going to be, the Venezuelan, the U.S. dollar is going to work right now, uh, 3.5. 3.5 Venezuelan Bolivar is going to be one U.S. dollar. And it's going to keep, you know, the Venezuelan currency is going to keep devaluating, and it's just for making the transactions a little bit easier. Don't get me ro- don't get a, you know don't get it twisted. It's still a shitty economy. You know, if Jerome Powell and Janet Yellen want to generate inflation within the United States, maybe they, they should take a crash course in Venezuela. Now, I want to talk about real estate. Real estate still going up. The Case-Shiller index did a Almost 15% movement year-over-year, counting the starting, you know, last year, by this date, last year, and this year, make a 15% movement. It's the biggest movement that we've seen in the U.S. housing market, according to the Case-Shiller Index, since the last 30 years, 1987. Now what we're seeing is that the uh, median home price is an average in the United States. This is data from May that the average the average home price in the United States is a uh, 350,000 US dollars. This is an average. Overall, the market, the US housing market is uh, been going up over 20% year of year, of course, since the starting of the uh, pandemic, there is markets that are close to 100% year of year. Small markets in Florida, small markets in in Nevada, in Texas, in Texas not so much, but still a big movement. People are outbidding the listing price by tens of thousands of dollars in some cases hundreds of thousands of dollars and what is happening of course according to redfin the demand for a second home in the within the american families of course has going up 178 percent since this date last year you know the beginning of the pandemic so that that's staggering. Although the most concerning thing, in order to make the housing market affordable for millennials and for middle class, is institutional investing in real estate. Why is that? Because these big institutional firms then looking for yield, looking for money to park their money, and in real estate, you have a quote unquote stable asset that pays dividends, aka the rental income, and they're outbidding the normal people. They want to buy a single family home, or maybe a duplex, or maybe a, a, a condo, you name it, and they're pricing out the average people that are working within the United States. There is a 4 million home shortage nationwide in the United States so that is telling you something of course we are talking about the mortgage-backed securities by, by the Fed that is propping up the real estate rally. Now is this a bubble? I don't know because there's a lot of money involved and real estate uh, behaves differently That financial assets, assets, sorry, so you can see a let's say a 30-40% crash in the S&P within a month, we're not going to see that on real estate, still is concerning most for the average people that are pricing out, maybe we'll see a correction on the real estate market in the next maybe say year or two, but it's still concerning and of course always wish sunshines and rainbows to the american people but i don't see that being the case for the average buyer of a home of potential aspiring buyer many maybe the the young millennials and the Gen Seers is gonna have to live with their parents for many years or maybe retired boomers are going to maybe receive at their home, their their sons, their daughters, and maybe their grandsons, and that is what I'm seeing for the United States market, this actually is going to happen, that is the, the, the trend in the rest of the world for the past few decades, so I'm going to leave you with, with that, uh, I hope you enjoy your 4th of July weekend, and we will see each other next week, bye bye and take care.